Ballard, you were asking me about the boys and doing a potential spoiler cast for it next week. Oh, no. That's a fun in. What was the question? <laughs> Do we really want that to be the in? <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? What was Yay! the question? How, <laughs> just go straight oh. from there. No, I want to. You asked me a question, and now I'm not allowed to answer it. You asked me. <laughs> no, I want to go into the theme music. All right. Uh? Ah, all right, fine. Uh? Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. You asked me what, what, what spoilers, what, 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 what I think about it. I'm three episodes Oh, this in. again. <laughs> I'm three episodes into The Boys on Amazon yeah. Prime. Mm. Uh, a uh, new series from creative genius Seth Rogen. <sighs> Wait, did Seth Rogen actually yeah. produce the boys? He's a producer of it, yeah. And he also did uh, Garth Enos's. Um, they have a deal with them, yeah. Uh, the preacher, right? Him and Evan Goldberg, I think, is the other one. Yeah, or preacher. Yeah, preacher. Pre- yeah. Sure. But I, I, I watched the first season of a preacher, or, or most of it. I thought it was pretty boring and not very good. But bo- the I haven't is- seen any. The boys is good. I'm I'm three episodes in. And I'm I'm enjoying it. Well, I I do want to do a proper spoiler cast. Red Letter Media did one. Uh, so did yeah. they? Yeah. So now we kind of have good? to. Uh, kind of. I mean, it was it was it, they liked it. It was uh, it was Jay and uh, Rich, which was weird. Um, so wait, it wasn't like a half in the bag or something. It was like no, something different. Like it was a review. Jay, yeah. It was. It was. Just, it, it, no. It was just like Jay and Rich talk about the boys. They didn't. It's not like under oh. one of their. Didn't they do that? Didn't uh, Jay and Mike do that a while back for the Clofitch killer? And they're like, sometimes we just want to have these random conversations. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Which, I mean, like, how many shows do you need? <laughs> Your one show. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, yeah, I guess it's not half in the bag quality of conversation. Like, it's not. Is it? Well, how long was the uh, video? Like 10 minutes? 20 minutes, maybe. Yeah. So like half in the bag is what, 30, 30 roughly? Yeah, well, whatever. We can still do our spoiler cast because, you know. The cool boys is its own thing, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I like. I'm I, no, no, actually, I want to be a red letter media based podcast where we just talk about what red letter media does in YouTube recently. There's like three podcasts that already do that. Do they really? That's kind of sad. I almost texted you because I, I was at Trader Joe's and uh, Trader Joe's has like advertising all over it, like in chalkboard form because it's Trader Joe's and everything's on chalkboard. Tra- listen to our new podcast, the Trader Joe's Cast. All the hit, you get recipes and, and all the hit hot, happening Trader Joe's news, new mm-hmm. products, get the scoop. And they talk about Red Letter Media at Trader Joe's? No, this is talking about the fact there's now a fucking oh. podcast for literally <laughs> oh everything. I thought, I thought you were saying Trader Joe's has a podcast and one of the things they discuss is Red Letter Media. They might. I haven't listened to the Trader Joe's <laughs> podcast yet, but I'm fascinated that we live in a world in which Trader Joe's has a podcast. Um, and Are you kidding me? My my company has like three internal podcasts. Like if you if you search for Joe Rogan on iTunes, obviously Joe Rogan's podcast is the number one result. But then the number two result is a guy who just reviews every episode of our two guys who just review every episode of Joe Rogan's podcast and like talk That's about amazing. what they learned and shit. It's like, do we need this shit? Like, there so are, how often do they talk about chimpanzees and such? I have no idea. But a I lot, mean, I would imagine. 
we live in a world in which Disney makes movies. And then there's like a tier of people who review those movies. And there's like a tier of people who imitate those those uh, people who are reviewing those movies. And then a tier of people who review the first tier of people reviewing the movies. Where do we fall in there? I don't know. We're the Cool Boys podcast. Yeah, we don't really. We're kind of like one of those middle tiers, but not really. We're kind of like making fun of them, but not. But also doing it seriously. We've been like three or four podcasts over the course of this podcast, so it's kind of tough to identify what the Cool Boys podcast is. No, no, no. We're one podcast. We are a squadcast. Squad we're, we're missing one lady. We're just a duo now. We're not a squad. <laughs> no, no, no. This duo is a squad. A squad needs a lot four of cool people. boys. No, we got a cool boys. We got cool boy Corey. We got cool boy Andy. We got cool boy Steve. We got cool boy Nolan. Maybe. We got uh, cool boy Dorn. We got cool boy Steve. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Justin is hard is practically a cool boy. Yeah, it's an empire. Cool boy Larry likes to call himself a cool boy. What was my point? I was gonna say something about the boys, but yeah, leave it for leave it for spoiler cast. Leave it for spoiler cast. Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome to another installment of the Cool Boys Squad Cast. Disney Business Talk Edition Squadcast. Shut the fuck up. I need to tell you all something. This episode is so fucking special. You know what they say? I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing. That it was all started by a moose. A mouse? It does not say moose. I'm finding Nemo submarine voyage fell. <laughs> That's such an amazing name for a ride. So many words. And I'm Big Thunder Mountain Railroad Ballard. There's got to be uh, rides that start with B and F. So cool. There's Lit World of Tomorrow. What's the uh, what's the stupid carousel that like? Oh, that you haven't been to Disney World. That's right. <laughs> nope. You've only been to Disneyland. That's right. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I've been to Disney World. You know. Okay. Folk S trips butt naked for Spallard to the sick beats of the Man Street Electric Light Parade. Can you not read tonight? You are reading things wrong on purpose, or you think you're funny? Had a few drinks before I started this podcast. Wait, so are you really misreading all this shit? Uh, somewhat. No, no. I mean, I, I, I am, and, and I'm not. Like, I, I could go slower and read it correctly, but I'm said I'm doing a loose interpretative dance. I love it. I love this. Yeah, it's like Suspiria. Well, cool, remake. boys. I don't think we can get any more sexy and naked than that. Because you got naked for uh, me doing, you know, the strip tease while having sick beats playing. Time to spank my bare ass and move on to our cool boy show topic is what I always like to say. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gagged. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. Attendance at Disneyland is down this summer. According to Disney's CEO, attendance has dropped about 3% since the May debut of Star Wars Galaxy Edge Park. Fuck the it. decline in summer visitors is being attributed in part to the new Star Wars theme park Fucking and the potential for overcrowding. Well, CEO Bob Iger says higher ticket prices and more expensive accommodations could be keeping visitors away, no. particularly annual pass holders. No. In January, Disneyland raised its one-day summer ticket prices 
increases by 10%, and its annual pass prices also increased significantly. So on August 6, 2019, it was 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that Walt Disney Company had their quarterly earnings call. And uh, mostly the information that came out of this that most people gathered from it was, yeah, Disney's fucking doing great, right? They're making billions and billions and billions of dollars, had some of the best year they've ever had, you know, in one way. And, and, but, like, somehow, you know, they had to spin in. Of course, it was, like, it was such a tough year, too, right? So tough. Fox acquisition was, oh, so much tougher. It was so much tougher than they thought it was going to be. And there were so many losses on that end. Um, but one of the major things that they did recently is they pointed out that they had huge losses because of Disneyland attendance being down in 2018. Felk, are you aware of any of this? Yes. What are you aware of? I know that, Dis well, there was recently an article in the New York Times or Washington Post or whatever, Cool Boy Facts. And Variety. Uh, Variety did a pretty big uh, article about this, too. No, I'm t not about the earnings call, uh, about uh, oh. how, how uh, millennials, typically millennial couples or groups who do not have children, who are not coming to children, are kind of ruining Disneyland. Oh, and my it was God, yeah, there's a whole rant online by this lady. Did you hear about that? A rant online about a lady? No, this lady ranted online about uh, about single couples or ch childless couples going to Disneyland. And she it was in like, a newspaper, but it was, yeah, I mean, it was, I guess. No, no, it was like a Twitter like uh, thing she, that maybe they talked about it in the newspaper, but it was like it was an actual like just Twitter rant that some woman did that got traction. How do you know what's on Twitter? Everyone else reports on that shit all the time. Twitter is in the zeitgeist. I can't help but know about it. Yeah, but wait, be specific. Uh, specifically Popcorn Planet, actually, uh, Andy Signore's uh, channel. He did this whole thing where he talked about this woman freaking out, and it came up in my feed. Andy. Andy Signore. He would be a cool special guest. <laughs> yes, he would be. Andy Signore, if you're listening, email us. We'll have you on. It's possible. Anyways, he brought up this woman, and um, and he he kind of went over her rant, and it was pretty funny. She She was going crazy. And she was kind of psychotic. And if you I mean, look it up online, it's 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 there. Like it's, Felk, you should actually read her rant in your voice. He he actually read it already in his video, but you no, should I'm read good. it in your voice. Read it in her voice. It's fucking psycho. It's psycho. Anyways, she pretty much calls on any childless women to pretty much go to hell. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, and um, that childless couples don't have a place in any Disney um, parks at all. They just don't exist there. They shouldn't exist there. And that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I went to Disneyland a bunch as a childless couple, as a grown-up with friends, and I think that's stupid. Last time I think I was at Disneyland was in 2005. I have no personal experience on whether or not it's actually declined in both. I mean, a simple decline in attendance would be a good thing. The biggest problem about Disneyland is the rides. So, I mean, I, I, I would happily pay more to go to a less crowded Disneyland. Now, some I, I don't want to get into the the veiled language or whatever of, of what you know some people on on I'm sure Twitter would would say, but like I I have seen that the general uh, attendance at Disneyland has gone down, and let's just say, let's just say class, like it's it's people being ruder, people you know teenagers getting in fights, uh, yeah, maybe. people openly yelling, you know, I mean I. I, I I do. I am nostalgic for the concept of like people wearing, you know, when Disneyland opened, people wore suits to it, you know? Yeah. And, and I would just like to quickly say as a qualifier for myself as well, I, I have not been to Disneyland since 2008. 
Um, and so I don't. I have not really? seen Disneyland. Yeah, I have not been to Disneyland since 2008. Um, it Your was, kids have uh, never been, huh? No, my kids have never been. It's really expensive. We'll get into that later, but it's really fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm, I'm basing all of my knowledge of Disneyland prior to 2008, and I love Disneyland up until through to 2008. Like, I haven't been there since, like I said, but, like, in 2008, I loved Disneyland. Now, all that being said, attendance was out of control. It was out of control in 2018 from 2017. And um, Disneyland was building, and that's, when, that's about the time when they were like, yeah, let's fucking jack up the prices of tickets. And what ended up occurring was the park blew up and it was huge and everyone was there and attendance was out of control. Attendance was heavy until Star Wars Galaxy's Edge dropped. I've waited my whole life for this. You need medication. What? I need a woman! You ready? Are you? When that dropped, uh, attendance dropped with it in 2019, and that's something that they reported in his earnings call. Now, prior to this, like a month ago, it was like, you know, all over YouTube and whatnot, videos of being like, you know, Disneyland uh, parks or Dis Disneyland specifically, attendance is down. Um, you know, what's going on? Uh, you know, it's like a ghost town, people said. There's videos of people just running through there. And then when, you know, uh, Galaxy's Edge dropped, you know, like um, like immediately that weekend, of course, it was you huge. You dropped. You mean like it, it, it opened? Opened. Yeah, it opened. Like, okay. yeah, it opened for everyone. Um, you know, it was a crazy weekend followed by just like a complete huge also loss of attendance, 3%. So it went down not only the 2% they gained in 2018, but it dropped a whole other percentage. Now, that's huge. A whole percentage in this world, in the world of, you know, billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Is percentage a is a number. profit margin. Right, so you Remember never that, want like, to see it go all down. Of like the, the Vegas odds and roulette, you know, you can you can bet on black and you can bet on red. But the reason why the house is the advantage is the two green spots, zero yeah. and double zero. So that that's you know you're you, and and other games are all similarly balanced where the house's edge amounts to you know fifty one percent and the player has 49%. And then think about how big Vegas is and think about how it's funded by primarily profits from gambling. 1% totally. is the profit margin. 1% mm -hmm. is the edge and and dropping 3% uh, means that they have to scale down their costs likely in order to stay profitable. Always bet on black. Yes. Yeah. And so Think about that, right? So that's 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 a huge. What, what it's not one percent out of a hundred. It seems like whatever one percent. Yeah, it's not, that's it's a huge. That's, why I that's a huge to number. That. Yes. Yeah. So that being all said, in the end, right? Um, Disneyland. This is a big deal to them. So they 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 spun this earnings call like crazy to make it seem like you know we're doing great, but the issue really is Fox, you know, and and then the acquisition there, and it's it's you know, and Disneyland is a problem, but don't it's it's a, it's a temporary problem with a huge solution that'll just be growing over the years as we add more to it, and that was the big part of it too. I mean, uh, specifically. We can get into some, uh, some of what actually, like, Bob Iger actually said to kind of, you know, make, make sense of some of this. But um, when it came to the Fox acquisition specifically, Bob Iger said, I think one of the biggest issues that we faced in this quarter in terms of the earnings was that Fox Studio performance, which was well below where it had been and well below where we hoped it would be when we made the acquisition. And, and they ended up cutting so much fucking Fox. I mean, did you see, like, the actual, 
like slash to the the Fox slate that occurred from Disney after they purchased just it. movies. They didn't fuck with TV right, just for movies, the most yeah. part, uh, or their cable networks or anything, which is good. Um, so, but um, yeah, they they are definitely fucking with the the, the Fox movie release schedule, and uh, I do not uh, care. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, don't the, give a shit. Yeah, the, the, like if they had something on on the slate that I really cared about, they don't. But anything that like you've even remotely heard of, Disney is now being like fast tracking. They're fast tracking Avatar to some degree. They seem to be like, mm-hmm. James, get off your ass and make the movie already because this is one of Fox's big assets. Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, Avatar is one of the big ones that they're pushing. Uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, not necessarily rebooting it. It seems like they're. Picking it up from the story and spoiler alert, uh, flash forward, you know, 30 seconds. If you don't want to hear what we're going to say, it's time for spoilers. So juicy. So this is all picks up after Caesar dies. So, um, yeah, that that's interesting. They also went with a movie called Free Guy, Death on the Nile. New Mutants is going to go through, but there's more information on that, that that may not go through, that Disney's debating strongly. Does it make sense to do reshoots? And Because they do not think, apparently, and that's this is other rumors as well, that New Mutants is you know something they could release like in its current state. Like It's just not releasable. No, I, uh, I bet it's not. Dark Phoenix was barely releasable, in my opinion. They're pissed about Dark Phoenix. West Side Story from Spielberg is still going to come through. Uh, the hmm. Kingsman films, there's two more that are going to come, and they're going to all come through. Call of the Wild is going to come through. I don't know what that is, along with Free Guy. I don't know what the fuck that is. Fear Street, don't know what that is. That's going to come through. Underwater is still going to happen. I don't know what that is. And Nimona, I don't know what that is. And Woman in the Window, I don't know what that is. Uh, those are also going to happen, um, as well as Terminator, Dark Fate, and Ad Astra. Those are all still going to be released. The thing that they have cut, like, clearly is, like, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen reboot, which you wanted, right, Felk? Oh, no. Stephen King's the boogeyman because you know Stephen King is so hot right now with it and Pet Cemetery. I don't know if that's sarcasm or not. That actually is, he is kind of hot right now. Uh, it was good, but I don't think Pet Cemetery was seen as very well done. Pet Cemetery it turned a profit. They lost. There's it others. Is? I see Paramount's. I mean, it's not Fox, but Paramount's staking a big part. Like outside of Star Trek Discovery, they've got Picard, and then they've got the uh, the Stand remake. So that's their other big thing. Well, it, it is a hot property now, um, yeah. and it has always been. Uh, uh, but I do think that you know it, Stephen King, you know, is, is something that it depends a lot on what his other properties do. Pet Cemetery, I have not watched the remake, but the original is awesome. Yeah, it's it is. a fucking awesome movie. It is. It's got it's got great atmosphere. It's no, scary yeah. by just watching it. You don't even have to have anything scary happen. You're just always fucking tense watching it. Yeah, but if you're in the right mindset, it's also hilarious. Uh, only if uh, the daughter, I guess the daughter with the spine issue, that's all like locked up. It's actually like an the, old man playing. No, her. just the fact that everyone's getting wrecked by this fucking toddler. It's like, just, just oh. kick him. <laughs> You're talking about the final like 10 minutes of a movie. That's, really? That's the scary part. That's the yeah. conclusion of it. That's the, that's the horror part. That's when, when it's I was actually... a little kid, my older brother forced me to watch it. And the very final scene of the eighties film is when, uh, the mother comes back all dead and she picks up a knife off the counter and she slices at her husband. And as soon as she slices her husband, I jump over the couch and I hid. I was like, fuck that. I'm not watching that. And my older brother's like, no, you should have watched it. You rewound she it back for me. He goes, watch, it just cuts the black. Like yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, of course. Yeah. Was that the Ramones, right? Or something? Yeah, two Ramones songs. Uh, obviously, awesome. the, the original one. Which is All right. Pet Cemetery. So Move the other on. thing they cut, Felk, was Die Hard prequel McLean. Oh, no. 
Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I wanted it so when bad. Bruce had been, I think Bruce was going to be in it as, like, the framing device. Remember the time? <laughs> you know, like, something like that. No way. Oh, my God. There, there was a, what was the uh, Indiana Jones TV show episode with actual hair and support? It's called, like, Mississippi Blues or Missouri Blues or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's all it is. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, remember the time I got jazz issue or something? And then it cuts, it cuts to, like, him and back in, like, Louisiana or something as a little boy. Tiny little boy. Uh, David Ayer helmed The Last Man. Don't know what that is. It's not why The Last Man. It's just Last Man. A reboot yeah, of Flash Gordon. The Ben Affleck directed McDonald's Monopoly true story crime thriller. That actually sounds awesome, and I hope Ben goes somewhere else with that. Ben who? That sounds fucking... Ben Affleck directed McDonald's <laughs> Monopoly true story crime thriller. That sounds yeah. badass. A Chronicle sequel was also in the works that's been cut, and Assassin's Creed sequel was cut. Fucking thank God. And Agatha's Christie... And then there were none that was cut to. That's a good. That's a good uh, play, but not a good movie. It's it's one of those things where like if you try to make a movie out of that, it's like John Carter or or, or any other thing where like when you finally adapt something that's so old, it's like we've seen this so many times now. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of the flops, so Dark Phoenix flopped, The Art of Racing in the Rain flopped, and guess what, Felk? You called it Stuber. Stuber flopped, and Disney was pissed about all three of those. Yeah, that's why. But I, I, I didn't. I, I was just kind of making fun of you, and you're like, "I'm really excited about Kumal the Ninjani being in the Eternals." Eternals. Yeah, Eternals. <laughs> I am, but I'm not excited about that movie. But yeah, I was excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Disney, then, rent, then go see Stuber, or at least rent it on VOD. I will. I will rent it later, or watch it on Netflix or something. I yes, bet it's horrible. Sure. I bet it's. I'm t- sure it's horrible. The trailer has not a single funny joke. No, I know, and that's kind of sad because Dave Bautista has like good delivery, like we know that from Guardians. Kind like, of, he can handle humor. Somewhat. So Disney's all about now. They pretty much said with Fox scripts, anything that's already been in the works, they're pretty much canceling anything that was original, and uh, they don't want it. They I mean they they just they want stuff that's gonna have you know money attached coming in. It's got fan base. We need a fan base. Do you have a fan base? Big no money. fan base. It's cut. So. Uh, that speaks volumes to obviously what major studios are going to do to try to like you know maintain massive streaming services and massive theatrical presentations. But the reality is you're going to just have to get your your you know your moonlights from uh, you know the 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 indie circuit, and that's what everything moving forward is. Oh, and Taika Waititi's Nazi film uh, <laughs> uh, comedy Jojo Rabbit apparently. There's like Disney execs were like, especially in a screening, were like, ah, uh, no, no, this is not going to air. So that might get cut now. And that's like a finished film with like a trailer that already dropped. Hey, Jojo, my old friend. Hi, Adolf. What's wrong, little man? They call me a scared rabbit. Jojo Let them say whatever they want. People used to say a lot of nasty things about me. Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, look at that psycho. He's going to get us all killed. Yeah, uh, it's tragic. <laughs> it's it's tragic. Really. Uh, Deadpool seems, however, to be the one thing um, from Fox that they're excited about and that they are working on trying to get that in there. The last thing that's been discussed about Deadpool mostly was they're going to think about trying to do Deadpool films proper, R-rated, and anytime he's involved in any other film franchise, he's a PG-13 character. So pretty much things that everyone guessed Good for Deadpool. Good for Ryan Reynolds, you know? Good, yeah, absolutely. He's had a hard life, and it's good that he finally caught a break. Yep. 
So the reality is, though, the Fox acquisition is not what's really hurting Disney. And some of the things that people don't want to admit and people like myself don't want to admit is that it seems to be something about battles in galaxies far, far away. Almost as if you could call them Star Wars. Because in the recent earning call, they had to announce, you know, obviously that they lost money and, and they have to attribute some of it to Star Wars uh, Galaxy Land. Uh, Bob Iger has stated in the call, I've been doing earning calls for a long time, and this is one of our more complicated ones. We certainly have a lot to cover and discuss. This is our first full quarter since we closed our acquisition of 21st Century Fox in March, and our results reflect our efforts to integrate the assets, businesses, and talent we acquired in order to enhance and advance our strategic transformation. Implementation of our integration plan is well underway, a complex process given the magnitude of the endeavor, and we remain confident in our ability to successfully execute our, our strategy to drive maximum value from the combined company, and our appreciation for the long-term value we can create has increased. So what they're pretty much saying there is, yeah, shit's been hard, but because of Fox, we're going to be able to take these massive franchises and build them, especially things like, you know, Avatar, especially things that deal with Marvel and whatnot, right? But Look at a Ralph, to- Ralpho Cam- Camacho or the president from Idiocracy. He's like, shit's, I know shit's been shit. <laughs> shit's been hard lately. <laughs> but we yeah. got good shit coming. We got we Avatar. We uh, Idiocracy, dude. I love that movie. So later, Bob Iger says, on the Star Wars Galaxy Edge front, to give you some color, I think a number of things happen. First of all, helped in part by some of our efforts, there was tremendous concern in the marketplace that there was going to be a huge crowding when we opened Galaxy's Edge. And so some people stayed away just because they expected that it would not be a great guest experience. Um, Actually, my understanding from some of the stuff I've looked at is that there were blackouts for season holders to be able to come at certain days into Galaxy's Edge. So why would they want to go or something to that extent, I think, is actually what helped also uh, push people away. And so some people stayed away just because they expected that it would not be a great guest experience. At the same time, that was going on. All the local hotels in the region expecting a huge influx of visitation raised their prices and their rates, essentially, right? Because they're expecting Galaxy's Edge to bring in all the Star Wars fans ever. Like everyone, right? All the 40, 80-year-old men that went and saw it way back in the day that are alive now still, and all the little boys that see, you know, Last Jedi and and, and Rogue One and, and Solo who fucking think that's great. Boys and girls, excuse me, I'm sorry. So anyways, Bob Iger continued with them. So after he talked about the hotels going up and price around them, by the way, that's so fucked up. So these hotels are like, oh my God, this Galaxy's Edge is going to be so good. Let's totally just fucking jack the prices up. Fuck it. Fuck these nerds. Oh, they Fuck did? these nerds. Okay. Oh, yeah. The hotel's jacked up all around the area. In fact, as, as Bob Iger continues, so it simply got more expensive to come stay in Anaheim. In addition to that, we raised our prices. We brought our daily price up. So if you think about local visitation, we brought the price of a one-day ticket up substantially from a year ago. He's acknowledging they raised the prices. By the way, they fucking raised the prices like 10% for a day pass. It became $150 to go to the park, one park, Disneyland. That's it, 150 bucks per person. That means a family of four yeah. is dropping fucking $600 for everyone just to go in the park, just to get in the fucking park. I'm a family of four. That's the reason why I bring up that number. Now, that being said, if you want both access to both parks, it's $199 a ticket. So $200 ticket. Uh, under the age of three, you can get in free. 
okay. but after that, after that, the you, um, you're, it's just the regular, regular price. It's 150 it's, bucks. It's 150 bucks if you just want access to one park. Okay, that sucks, right? That's a lot. That's a lot. So, anyways, so Disney talks about how they their one day ticket went up substantially a year ago, and and they this is what contributed though to their to their thinking. I think to some extent is the fact that it went up a while ago, but they had an increase of attendance. They added more money to the ticket for one park and for a double park, and attendance went up. It went up okay so people were going there regardless it was more expensive okay so bob Iger continues and then we have opened up galaxy's edge with one attraction instead of two the second attraction is going to go up in january and all of those factors contributed to attendance that was below what we would have hoped it would be that's not a good thing to hear a ceo say and you trust me if the ceo saying that at earnings call the people below that are responsible for that number dropping are getting it. They're getting fucking the whip. That said, Bob Iger continues, satisfaction interest in the attractions in the land is extremely high. They are That's among the most popular thing at the park and so long-term. And look, we build these things for the long-term. We have no concerns whatsoever about them. We're opening Galaxy's Edge in August in Orlando. So it's not open in Walt Disney World yet. The second attraction there will open in December. So they'll open up the second attraction in December in Walt Disney World. And as he said, the second attraction in Anaheim will open in January. Uh, just so you know, I, uh, the second attraction, I think, is called something like Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. And, it, and, and I don't have any fucking information, honestly, what this ride is going I'm to I'm sure be. it's Laura Dern in a fucking pink hair and a prom dress lecturing you about how men should listen to women more. I, I, that's all the right is is literally yeah, it's, I mean, into a lecture hall you're you're marrying the lead here the reason why galaxy's edge is fucking failing ballard is because they went woke so now they are going broke uh and it's not just wokeness it's the fact that uh rise of wait what the fuck was that movie goddamn called last jedi last jedi the point of Last Jedi was, you know, that we have to that smash the old ways, meaning Star Wars and nostalgia and Star Wars and probably also the patriarchy. And nobody wants that. People, kids don't fucking care about Ray and, and Poe Dameron the way kids cared about 70s kids or, or, or 90s kids or 80s kids, whatever we counted as, uh, mm -hmm. cared about those characters when we watched those movies on VHS and saw the special editions in theaters. We cared about Luke. We cared about Han. And we cared about Leia. Nobody cared, Nobody feels that kind of affinity for um, J J Galen Urso? Urso? What the fuck was the name of... Felicity Jones, Jane Urso. Jane Urso. There you got it. Name one character, one character from Solo, a Star Wars story, who was not Han Solo or Chewbacca. Kira, Lando, or Orlando. Tobias Beckett. Okay, you remember? All right. Well, the cloud, the cloud riders. You remember Tobias Beckett? Well, look at you. And Fist Nest. I don't. I couldn't remember a single name. Some of those. Only one of Crimson those. Crimson Dawn. Name. Uh, only one of those. Is I name. like Solo. I actually think Solo is 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 good. Good. I, I think it's think good too. Solo's I think good. it's good too. I think Solo is by far the best Disney movie. I know. And most people hate it. And then people it's, are like, "Dude, Solo's so dumb that like if you like it, like you're just a horrible Star Wars fan." I'm it's like, it's the I don't only know. one I'm that sorry. even comes close to the tone of the original movies. It does, and it feels like Willow. It honestly feels like Willow to me. Kaya.
pissed off their core audience and, and they didn't captivate the younger generation the way fucking, you know, there's that, that, that I've talked about this before, but there's that, uh, there's an interview when the daily show was actually good. And, uh, John Stewart was the host. Uh, he had, this is like, I think Lucas was promoting red tails. He was on, yeah, he was on he was. the daily show and, and yes. yeah. Uh, Stewart did this whole like bit about how like he, he, when he, cause he had a, a kid of the right age where he just showed him star Wars. And he was like, his kids like, that uh, Phantom Menace is by far his favorite. He's it, 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 Stewart's like, no, I'm trying to explain to him like, no, 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 it's not. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars is your favorite. And, it, you know, it, Lucas was just like, mm hmm. Yeah, that's that's right. I planned this the whole time because that's the point of the Phantom Menace was to introduce a new generation to Star Wars. But not at worked. all. At my we all laughed at him kids. and fucking said the Phantom Menace is a garbage movie. But there was a generation of um, I never said that. I, oh, no, no, no. You're lumping me into all this conversation. I got enough to say, but I'll finish. Yeah, go ahead. Continue. Did I even invoke you? I just said a lot of people. You said make, we. You said we. Right. I now. said we as collectively as a as a people. I want to make sure that I'm not part of. This I like the I Venom don't Menace. I don't, I don't agree it's anything bad. you just said. I have. I could. So I. I saw. You know, the there's show. people who make fun of the Venom Menace. Yes, I know this exists, but I'm just saying I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't either. Those, I don't either. Reactions. But there is a vocal vocal majority even that uh, mm. dislikes the prequels and, and thinks that they, they they suck. Yet there is also a, a generation that that actually has affinity for Attack of the Clones and and, and cares about Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker. Uh, I don't, I don't I like four Star Wars films really, really well. And then, and then, and then a bunch of them, or no, I'd say five. I really like Phantom Menace. No, don't do this. All right. <laughs> okay. I really like Phantom Menace and I really like a new hope and empire and return of the Jedi. And I really like force awakens and I really like solo. Okay. But my point is that the uh, generation actually liked the prequels, and I don't feel like the the generation that needs to be getting into Star Wars now likes the Disney movies the way even the younger kids liked uh, the the prequels. I think the prequels spoke to and found an audience, even though they had their detractors. Star Wars never less lost value. Like the 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 tickets didn't drop for Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. There was no like because there were every uh, three and then four years later you had to you had to wait you your built fucking anticipation. time. You yeah. built anticipation. You and built anticipation. And each time I was like, maybe this one will be good. We're still going to see it. We're still going to see it. And like I, after the last Jedi, I was just I'm fucking done. I, I was disappointed by Rogue One. And, yep. and I, I feel like I this isn't if you if you're a Rogue One had a sick ass third act. But I was disappointed with Rogue One as a whole. If you're getting introduced into Star Wars now, I, I those movies, they 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 feel so disposable. They feel no, like they Ant don't. Man and the no. Wasp. You're speaking from someone who can't have that experience though. So sp someone that literally watched that experience on two children's faces. My kids love Star Wars. Which um, Star they, Wars? They, they they love the last. They love Jedi? them all. They love they love all. Eight of them so far that released, and they like Solo. And I mean, you show like them Rogue that One. you show them Rogue One, and then you show them something like his mortal engines, or, or any of the Bridge to Terabithia, or any of the fucking. I don't flops. show them mortal engines. I've not shown them Bridge to Terabithia. I've not shown them, you know, the Spider. They might. Chronicles. My point is, they might like the Spiderwick Chronicles and see that is better than the Star Wars. They wouldn't get what makes Star Wars special because there's nothing special about those new movies. No, no, it's special to my kids because I I made it special. 
Like I, I did make a big deal about it. And like, I talked about it for years and I hyped it up for years. And I told him about this amazing story. And for my daughter, I told from the perspective you're, you're, of princess. I, I'm just talking about the Disney movies. I'm just talking about the Disney movies. You're okay, lumping well, in the good said, movies in there with them. I can't, I can't necessarily speak as, as to Star Wars only from a Disney perspective. Cause I don't see Star Wars that way. But here's, the, here's see, my point. I don't see Star here's Wars as point. a Disney property. And as a Lucas property, I understand that there is a division in, in creativity at some point, obviously. And, but, I, I just see Star Wars as a whole. They do a good job of tying them in because Disney's always kind of been there with Star Wars. My point is that the star, there's, there were six movies that, I, that meant Star Wars to me as I became a man, basically. When I was a boy, there were three Star Wars movies. As I became a man, there were six Star Wars movies total. You don't count Ewoks at all? In 20 years, the generation that's, you know, that's being born, that like uh, a generation, uh, whatever the generation after generation Y is, uh, yeah. or generation Z, sorry, the, that's the teenagers today to, to kids, generation Z, we're, uh, we're millennials, elder millennials, and of course there's Gen X above us. Whatever the next generation is, when they are introduced in Star Wars, if Disney continues upon their plans, even though they slowed down a little bit, Star Disney Star Wars will be like 15, 20 movies. Look how many fucking Marvel movies they made in 10 years. Uh, and Star Wars that we knew, the George Lucas Star Wars, is going to be this tiny little fraction at the, yeah. the top of it. You're right. And if we continue along the, the, the level uh, that we have, which is three movies that... You know, the first JJ's was was good because he was just rehashing Star Wars, and that's what people liked about it. But then you have to do something creative and rebooting it. But when you have to do something new, they gave us uh, Rogue One and and the Last Jedi, and we don't know like so much is riding on the Rise of Skywalker right now because Solo was I, I like Solo, but it failed financially because of fatigue and because of the Last Jedi and. Um, the, the only reason it's good is because it feels like a relic of the George Lucas era because they brought in a George Lucas uh, collaborator. Totally. And one of the things about like the, the Last Jedi and, and it's the way it hurt fans, I and mean, regardless if you agree or disagree, if, if, if Last Jedi is a good movie or a bad movie or, or a movie. film that's anti-masculine or just a or badly paced three-act film, which is the way I see it. It's, it's just a badly paced three-act film. Um the, the reality is, is Last Jedi is really, 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 really uh, uh, polarizing, and it has made a section of the fan base, regardless if, if people want to admit it or not, it has made a section of the fan base completely pissed off at Star Wars. And I think Disney put a lot of money into Star Wars, and they think, God, they've gotten all the money back already. But they don't want this, you know, to be the goose that stops delivering golden eggs. So... They need to keep trying. And so this is a great idea. Galaxy's Edge is a great idea. It is a great concept. And they did it. And and but the reality is No, it's not. It's a bad idea. No, I think it's a good idea. But that being said, I think that the reality is is that you do have a fan base that is so strong, so large, been there since 1977. And is just frustrated as all hell what's going on and just stays away in, in form of protest. I mean, you saw Solo essentially just do like shit numbers, like totally shitty numbers. And some of that was was believed and perceived to be the fact that Last Jedi was so polarizing and, and, and quote unquote, a, you know, a woman, you know, enlightening film and a man hating film. And and, and whatever that be, I, I, I think that's interesting that that may have trickled into the park. Taking away the wokeness and the failure of the Disney movies, uh, a th massive theme park section based on Star Wars at Disneyland, I think is in itself a bad idea. Uh, 
Disney Star Wars is you know yeah they're the the original trilogy is PG by modern standards by modern MPAA PG thirteen says PG thirteen and all the Disney movies have been PG thirteen. Disneyland, everything has to be that G to PG level. You can't get in the dirtiness. The catch is, is that the Star Wars I always wanted more of was not quite R-rated, but like the, the canceled Star Wars 1313 game where you deal with like bounty hunters in the, the underworld. Cantina. The the, the the fucking cantina. You know, the third film first act is all about a fucking crime lord's, you know, creepy palace where he has a sex slave or multiple sex slaves who he feeds to his like pet fucking tiger he's basically el chapo oh yeah yeah oh, i thought you said first film yeah return of the jedi yes yeah yeah the first Absolutely. the first the first act the first third of it yeah. um uh, no no the the first film just has a fucking shady ass bar where criminals sell drugs and fucking mm -hmm. make like deals and, and and probably buy people and shit like no there's a seedy side to star wars and that's the best side. So, I mean, yeah, you could do, you can fucking have your kid-friendly Disneyland Star Wars, but to imply that kind of like Disneyland can encapsulate, Disneyland is capable of encapsulating what Star Wars is, is wrong. If you want to have a fucking Star Wars land, a Galaxy's Edge and goddamn um, Disneyland, then you also need to have a place in like Vegas that's like it has Jabba's Palace with real hookers and strippers and shit like that. You need to have the fucking dirty, you know, shit. I, I want to do death sticks, assuming they're a drug. I think <laughs> they're a drug. Sticks, yeah. Um, you don't want to sell death sticks. You want to go home. They might be a weapon. I'm not, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Well, you uh, can go there and make a lightsaber and shit. At Disneyland? At Disneyland right now, at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, apparently you can go and like, like make a lightsaber. That's not seedy. I'm talking about the drugs. <laughs> oh, you can make a weapon that can cut someone's arm off. I mean, obviously, it's not real lightsaber. I guess I guess I'm reaching. I'm sorry. Okay, that being said, I think it's also stretching yourself to think that you're going to get anything seedy at Disneyland and therefore to think that Disneyland... No, you're not. You're not. You're that. not. You're not. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is the whatever it's called in Disney World, the Fantasy Island or whatever it's called, Treasure Palace or whatever the fuck the the adults only places but it's like i've never been there i've never been there either i mean i, oh, I, went to Disney World when I was 14 let's uh, take a cool boy trip there together no i'd rather go to vegas uh and, and it's not don't it's not like there there was a fucking it, it failed now but there was a star trek fucking uh themed hotel in vegas you know they could they could get star wars there they, oh yes i remember the star trek uh, oh the whole convention attraction area yeah yeah that that, that failed but um yes my, po my point is is that it it's not the it's you want to go to a star wars themed land yes uh, yeah i do i do and then you yes. go it's in disneyland and i'm like oh well fuck that because oh, I, I don't i, don't think I just think of fat tourists i think of yeah. screaming children Everything is sticky. Everything is sticky. Everything is way too hot. Southern California is always sucking fucking 72 degrees all the time. But somehow Disneyland figures out a way to make an entire outdoors area feel like it's 88 degrees and as humid as the goddamn Gulf Coast. Oh, of course. It's to make you sweat and want to drink. And there you, you have to buy, like, you know, refreshments. It's the way to Th make that you buy refreshments. That costs 16 goddamn dollars. It's smart on their part. Yes. Unfortunately, if it fucks, you know, the visitor over, right? It's it's shady too. I mean, it's it's almost thievery. Except everyone who goes volunteers. It's almost as if the IRS tried to like make a fun park. It, that's what it was. Because the whole goal is just to. 
take your money and and just give you enough of that dopamine. Look, it's fucking goofy. It's fucking goofy, and he's gonna sign the fucking autographs and take photos uh, and shit. I want goofy. I want goof troop. Um, so Felk, I have some 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 responses from some uh, friends that uh, have been to uh, Disneyland since Galaxy's Edge, and I can read a couple of their responses online. Right. Uh, one of my buddies who went there, he said, "We got buddy number one." Buddy number one. <gasps> buddy number one says it was really amazing in terms of set design. Kind of mind blowing. It definitely needs another ride though. I was blown away with how well executed the area is. The Smuggler's Run ride was fun, but it was a little intense for his daughter. We were both pilots, and she was freaking out, throwing a tantrum, but seemed <laughs> to enjoy the button smashing. Oh yeah, and it's like a port. You can hear ships flying above you or landing far away. It was like being on a Star Wars planet. I wanted to spend hours just geeking out, but couldn't. The merchandise is too expensive for me, but super neat too. <laughs> so he seemed like he enjoyed the merchandise, right? The whatever, uh, you know, lightsabers or whatever they have, right? Moving on to buddy number two. And he had only great things to say about it. He said the Smuggler's Run Ride was fantastic. He got to pilot. And he says you got to pilot because if you're not piloting, it's weak. He said Gunner's kind of cool. Navigator is the worst spot. He gave you a little trick to the trade. He essentially said all you got to do is ask them that, like, you know, Earlier today, I did this ride and I already was a navigator or gunner. And you know, is it cool if I can be a pilot? And they, they say, sure, whatever. And they just kind of hold you off to the side and wait until it's your turn to be a pilot. So that's cool. That's what I'm going to do when I go there. All right. And <laughs> the third person that I spoke to about Galaxy's Edge was actually Cool Boy's very own Justin Is Hard. Uh -oh. Justin writes At Galaxy's Edge, all the young kids were dressing up as Stable Boy. He's a phenomenon. Every single adult was DJ or General Hux. So many. Oh no! <laughs> so that, apparently, you know, uh, Last Jedi is huge at Galaxy's Edge. Justin continues, haha, I'm only joking. I'd love if somebody actually dressed up as DJ. Galaxy's Edge was not ready to open. Pretty sparse, not much to look at. I have heard George still collects royalties on original trilogy characters. So Disney said, screw that, and made park without references to the original trilogy. Aside from Millennium Falcon and Stormtroopers, it's void of original characters and locations. It feels empty now. Maybe they keep improving stuff, but there's only one ride, and it's a misfire. They haven't even finished the line for Smuggler's Run. Half the time, you wait in a back lot, parking lot. I'm not even joking. There's a character in Smuggler's Run, like the thief leader. No idea who he is. He looked like an alien Jack Sparrow. It was all wrong. Turns out it was a character from the Clone Wars cartoon. Get Chewie or old Harrison to film some shit. Come on. The guy was fucking annoying. That's animatronic. It's well done, but the character itself is bad. I think they rushed to open it, and they will keep adding shit for the rest of the year. Some sections and tighter corridors feel very good, though. So, Justin, you know, he did have some positives in there, and but some negatives, too. Way, you, you want to know how much it costs to actually do the build the lightsaber thing? How much is it? $200 gets you the base oh lightsaber God. where you get a base? blue blade in the standard uh, Anakin hilt. If you want to cost all the customized things cost right more. There. And then and then uh, all, any other color blade also costs like $50 more. Uh, the, the max you can spend is $650 to build the lightsaber. 
650 to build a goddamn lightsaber. Oh my god. That's probably like the Mace Windu double staff, though. Oh, I, I and got then you're basically Mace paying Windu, for two of them. The Darth Maul, you mean? Darth Maul double staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mace Windu uh, would be a sick ass one, though. Yeah, the Mace Windu probably costs more, too. Dude, you know purple is like a base level of 400 right away. It's like, you just want a purple saber. That's $400 straight up. Yeah. Now let's talk about the hilt, you know? So okay. if you wanted to do a double Mace Windu is what I was trying to say. Oh, my God. Okay, you have a, yeah, double a purple. purple a purple Darth Maul one. I would love that. Honestly, I would love that. I would display that in my office. Oh, my God. That would be so badass. I'll tell you, I want I want uh, Palpatines, but because uh, this looks like a dildo, like a gold dildo. We should go there and get it. Spend that $400 for packaging. <laughs> I just got to tell you this. I'm looking at the prices, all right? Because I, I, I am looking for Mace Windu's lightsaber because I want to add that to the time to get a word of this. You can buy Padawan fucking rat tails, little hair braids for yeah. $10. You can attach that to your fucking kid's hair like goddamn Anakin had when he was training. It is gross that you could just buy a fucking hair. hair. Yeah, that's disgusting. All right, so I would say the what I gathered from everybody was it is really cool. You do feel like you're in Star Wars. It's just not ready. And even Bob Iger talks about that uh, like moments ago, like we discussed in his quote, um, that, you know, they just they're waiting for that next ride. It's going to, you know, uh, uh, Disney World's going to get the whole Galaxy's Edge in August and then boom. Moving on in October or whatever it was, or December, they're going to get that new uh, resistance rise. And then January, Disneyland gets the resistance rise. Christine McCarthy, CFO for uh, Disney, says the decline in attendance at Disneyland Resort was primarily driven by lower annual pass holder visitation as we manage demand for the first few weeks after opening Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in order to maintain a high level of guest satisfaction, meaning that they purposely create those blackout dates and stuff and like had that whole, like, you know, you have to uh, 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 get your ticket to go into Galaxy's Edge or whatever it was. You have to find your time to go there so you could actually do it and not, you know, have Galaxy's Edge end up being this, like, one section of the park that's overrun and just too difficult to maintain and, and actually, like, security becomes a problem. Uh, she continues, and at Walt Disney World, our survey data suggests that guests are deferring visitation until after Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens, which we believe contributed to the decline in, in attendance. So Walt Disney World has also seen a decline in attendance prior to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because people are literally just staying away. These, these ticket, you know, season holder, pass holders are just staying away, apparently. Now, here's something that's interesting about all that, Felk. Yeah. The cast members here are losing hours and money during all of this, okay? The cast members have literally, now I looked into some of this, are working less hours than expected. Now, there is some expectation here that cast members, you know, that their hours could drop. That is, that's something that they've always told them. Like, they, 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 they don't have a fixed set of hours, but the hours that they're losing are so intense that they're losing about 25% of their paycheck. That is fucking huge to think that 25% of your paycheck, a quarter of your paycheck may not be there when you go to open it or go to look in the bank or go to put it in the bank. That's fucking these people over. Now, that sucks. And Disney's aware of this because back in 2019, there was a controversy back in 2019. What year is it right now? 2020? Anyways, back in 2019. Dude, you have to uh, buy Darth Maul's lightsaber by buying it twice. You have to buy it. So each each side is $129. That's garbage. And then the blade is the blades are one, red blades are 150. What? No, no, red blades are 125. That's not how his lightsaber works in the movie. It just extends out. Yeah, no, I don't think you can detach it. 
I, they don't seem to have uh, Palpatines. <laughs> so back in 2019, there was a controversy essentially that was about this issue that the employees not only were getting screwed over maybe with a little bit with their paychecks, but mostly the fact that they could not live in Anaheim. It was way too expensive for them to live in Anaheim, especially at their cost of living um, and their actual, like, you know, net worth. So it fucked over a lot of people and a lot of people living there. And that's kind of fucked up the idea that, like, the area around you is essentially trying to price you out in that you're working there. And some of the reality is, is that some of these employees, over 10% of them, have been homeless in the previous two years. So these, like, while they were working at the park, they were homeless, like... That's fucking crazy. I don't want my kids to be around a guy in a Mickey Mouse costume who's fucking maybe drunk and homeless or oh, on drugs dude, and homeless I, I, or mentally yeah, challenged yeah, and homeless. Fucking, fucking Californians and your goddamn elitism. You know, I well, I didn't go to fucking Disneyland or have Disneyland a drivable distance when I was a kid. I went to the fucking county state fair That's, or whatever. Who gives a shit? That's not what Parties that were is. on heroin and probably... That's not Disneyland. Disneyland isn't supposed to be heroin heroin fueled junkie oh yeah because the know, price doing of the admission to the wheel. fucking county fair was like $12. you want some cotton and all candy the rides little girl assembled hastily and and you know the fucking uh whatever it's called hey, the, the you're a the sweet world, boy what? why don't you come around back and get with my hog <laughs> who's, this? <laughs> who's this guy those are your carnies <laughs> those are the carnies Disneyland yeah. is not carnies that's why you spend $200 or $150 to not have these carnies. Mind blown. Not They're just carnies, too. The only goddamn difference is the people at the top, top levels. Your Bob Igers. They're making the fucking money. Your Michael no. Eisners. No. They're rich. The difference isn't that. The difference is that carnies are homeless. That's the reality. Carnies actually have a home. The carnival. <laughs> yeah, like they sleep under the rides and live in trailer parks. Yeah, for sure. Or set up camps. I don't like Disneyland. I don't. Carnies are practically what, you know, gypsies are in America. Gypsies in America are carnies. Someone once told me their favorite part of Disneyland are the smells. You walk on Main Street and they, they do an artificial baked cookies. Who the cookies fuck told like, you this? Yeah. You know what fucking smells like baked cookies? Fucking baking cookies from Cookie Dough. You can get at any <laughs> convenience store for $3.99. Or, or just a scented candle. <laughs> or, yeah, or a Yankee scented candle for, for slightly more. Exactly. Uh, well, buy, I, don't, I, don't I, take your kids to Disneyland. Buy I'm going to take my kids to Disneyland. Don't you tell me. Don't you tell me. I'm taking my kids to Disneyland for sure. Yeah, well, you haven't yet. I know because it's so expensive and I'm taking them on a lot of other things. I'm taking them out of country. I'm taking them to Better. fucking like in country. I'm taking them to national parks. Hell I'm yeah. taking them to small town America. America. I'm taking them America. to big town America. I'm taking them all over the country. I'm taking them all over wherever I can take them. But Disneyland, honestly, it's the idea that I have to drop $150 a person. That's $600 a day. And my kids, they don't, we don't live in LA. I don't live in LA. I live in up in Northern California, and I have to tell you that literally it's $600 a day, one day, like for my kids in Disneyland, it's not enough. They need no. more than one day. They need at least two days. I need to go over a three-day weekend with hotels, with the price of airfare, with the fucking cost of a rental car if I'm not going to live close enough to do the monorail. What's that called? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. That's right. Monorail. 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 I hear those things are awfully loud. It glides as softly as a cloud. Is there a chance the truck could bend? 
Not on your life, my Hindu friend. What about us brain dead slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Were you sent here by the devil? No good, sir. I'm on the level. The ring came off my pudding can. Take my penknife, my good man. I swear it's Springfield's only choice. Throw up your hands and raise your voice. What's it called? Mule with the spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and danged if he knows how to use it. <laughs> Mule. I, I had to finish that. I'm sorry. I had to finish that. It was stuck in my head. It's very expensive for a family to, dis- to yes. visit Disneyland. But it isn't, Felk. There's a secret. Did you not know about the secret? Apparently, if you become friends with a cast member, they can sneak you in. 12 times a year, but only three people can come with them. That's only once a month they can get three tickets. And fucking, this is crazy, Felk. I know 10 people, not myself. I know 10 people, no bullshit, that all 10 of these people have quote unquote best friends that work at Disneyland. And oh, oh, yeah, I've known some of these people for decades. Guessing, and, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, at least half those people just pay and say that they have a friend because I think it makes them seem cool. Maybe, but I think what the reality is is because I've seen this online on YouTube videos as well where people just discuss like, oh, you got to get your friend at Disneyland. You don't got your friend at Disneyland? You got to get your friend at Disneyland because you get your friend at Disneyland, they hook you up so you don't have to pay for that Disneyland $150 to $200 cost. And I know people that have gotten into Disneyland. Not everyone I know has gotten into Disneyland by like, you know, having a friend as a cast member, but a lot. I know at least 10 people. And whenever I've brought it up to them, I've been like, oh my God, check this out, blah, 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 this friend Disneyland. And they've been like, that's me. And I'm like, wait, really? And they're like, you also have a friend at Disneyland that hooks you up? And they're like, yeah, totally. That's me. And I'm like, wait, so this is like a good friend of yours? Like, yes, absolutely. Best friend ever. Every single one of them, best friend ever. These are like cast members who are like losing 25% of their paychecks. Like, like, you know, homeless in the last two years, you know, and being taken advantage of by all of these friends. So anyways, I needed to get to the bottom of this, and we have to have at least somebody here that's actually been to Galaxy's Edge. So, <laughs> what's happening? Fortunately for us, Cool Boys Nation's very own Steve from Batman and Beyond has been to Galaxy's Edge, and he was willing to talk to us about it. I was able to sit down with Steve Felk, and here's my conversation with Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve, thank you so much for talking to us about this, about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge yeah. um, and your experience there. So first off, just, you know, what's up? What's new, big guy? What's up? Oh, yeah, I got the Nintendo Switch. It's pretty cool. I like it. Everyone's getting that shit. Everyone's going to Disneyland. Everyone's getting the Nintendo Switch. By the way, I came across another friend today. Or no, no, on Thursday, she was like, I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, everyone I know has got a friend at Disneyland and it gets in for free. She goes, and she's all of a sudden like, me too. I have a friend at Disneyland that gets in for free. I'm like, let me guess, best friend ever that you've like known forever. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, everyone I know says it's their best friend ever and they uh, know it forever. Thanks for uh, making me feel bad. But oh, well, um, fuck that. It's the, ridiculous. Everyone's going to Disneyland but me. You know, I would say you should wait to go till they come out with that second ride. But it was really cool. 
And, That's what I've heard. That's um, what I've heard for Galaxy's was, Edge. You're talking about Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. It's like mind blowing. You're like go in there and you're like, holy shit, I'm in a, a Star Wars outpost, and it's it's like very you know like it's fun, like especially like where they have like the stormtroopers are like harassing people, and, but and that's you not hear, cool. Like sexually harassing? No, they're like you know we're, give, show me your pass or whatever and whatnot. You know they're like what happens papers. if you don't have a pass? They harass you until you give it a, you know, you show That's them your That's not phone. the empire I know. They would shoot them or burn them or something, incinerate them. All right, all right. It's fun. It's cool, dude. But uh, if you're cynical in, you know, it's, it, it, but it was, the thing that was annoying, you know, it's right now it's like designed just to sell stuff. It's like, there's just like five shops at one long line uh, for a ride. That was fun. But the rest of it's just like to ogle and just be like, oh, wow. Is Star Tours gone? It's not in the same area, so that's in that's in this that's in space uh, or in whatever it's called. In, uh, Tomorrowland. Futureland. Yeah, Tomorrowland. They didn't move it. Wait. Okay. So, oh, I thought Galaxy's Edge replaced. It's a new area. No, it's a whole new area. It's like it's. Oh, it's they, a whole new area. They Where's expanded. it located? It's like by Frontierland or something. It's like wait it, by Frontierland. You mean uh, near the Mark Twain? Yeah, that area. It's like Where they had the Bear Country Jamboree. Mm-hmm. I, you know, honestly, is, I'm I don't is know. Is Bear Country gone? It might be. I don't know. I'd have to. <gasps> they, they they expanded an area. They but they did take away some stuff. Wait, is it near Splash Mountain? That area. Yeah. Or or I the other so. side of that mount area. I think so. The other I don't side know. of that area. I, it's all. I'm terrible with geography. You could talk to yeah. Becca about it. Just Texas. like every American. Am I right, Steve? Uh huh. Am Whatever. I right, Steve? All right, but am I right, Steve? It's it was super cool, and it was like kind of uh, it was, and you know they were all having fun. The people that are in it that are playing all characters, and you can see that they're having fun. Cool. Yeah, it was it, you know it was a good. That's time. what you want, but that's what you want from Disneyland. It's perfect. That's exactly what you want. You want to be um, immersed in a fantasy, and then while you're there, just everyone's selling it. That's why they call all their employees cast members. Uh huh. And that's why I mean, it's that's especially in that area, you know. Becca was, uh, we had like this thing that had like uh, cactuses, like as a little imprint, you know, like a little design. And they're like, what wait, is wait, that? Wait, 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 no, I don't know what you mean. What, what, cactuses? What? Do you know what a cactus is? A cacti? Yeah, yeah, but what, like, what, you walk around with cactuses in a park? No, like it was a little uh, backpack that had like a little cactus imprints on it. Oh, what, you mean like you bought this at home? That's not something you got at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, but you could bring your backpack to Disneyland. Okay. To bring food into the park, you could bring food into the park and other stuff. Oh, really? Wow. Uh huh. A lot of times, like when you're going there, you'll see families with all this, like you know, because food's expensive. You know, have like you know, pizza and Ziploc bags and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I used to bring, <laughs> and I would just go. Around, what you brought? What? And I would just uh, eat. You know, the whole time I would just have like candy the whole time walking around. How dare you? How dare you in a family place? You shouldn't say I went that. on. Oh my God! Oh my God! You are a monster. <laughs> They're children present. It was fun. It was a good time. Jesus Christ, Steve! You're a monster. I'm gonna have to end <laughs> this call right now. All right, Bell. So obviously we had to end that call. Steve turned out to be a monster that nobody wants to be around. Just kittens, right, Steve? <laughs> so, anyways, I just think it's hilarious that these people 
that live in Disneyland aren't paying to get into the park. The park's numbers are dropping. Star Wars fans hate the idea of this whole section of the park. The park is wide open. There's all these videos right now of the park to people. They're like, dude, five minutes for Indiana Jones. This is unheard of. And, and, and like, and like, I don't know. And I don't know. It just seems like this chaos and I love Disneyland and it breaks my heart to watch this from afar. You love too many things that are dying. It's unfortunate. I do. You love Star Wars. You love Disneyland. And hey, I don't, I don't blame Star Wars. I blame Kathy. <gasps> Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, of all the names you, you could point at, she seems to be the one who's making the worst decisions. <laughs> well, there are people online that have been like bitching directly about Galaxy's Edge and and the fact that. And they've literally said no, wait, that is Kathy involved in Galaxy's Edge? She's a, no, she's not not. I don't think she is in any way. But I thought as Lucasfilm on, still she has control over it. I maybe to some extent, maybe some to some extent, some of the creative choices for video content. But I doubt she has any control in the actual rides and the innovation of that. Well, based on the lightsabers I just looked at, I, I didn't recognize half the fucking character. I don't know what an Ashoka is or like why there's so oh, much dude. merchandise for it. Dude, there's tons, there's tons of characters because of Clone Wars and Rebels and whatnot. But um, oh, no, but no, that, that being shit. said, oh, no, no, people online have vitriol still for Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy um, for not only for Looper but for the Last Jedi and uh, and you know uh, that's the that's 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 what people are complaining about for Galaxy's Edge. I think that's not the reality. I think that's a small part of it. But I think it's interesting that essentially. You know, pass holders, season pass holders aren't showing up because they just want to stay away from the nonsense. Um, then you have, you know, people who are essentially abusing the system. And then on top of that, you have people who should be, as a fan base, incredibly involved and in showing up like crazy. And they're not. And then you have locals, businesses like the hotels that are raising the numbers um, on the rates around them to make it almost difficult for people to even stay down there to come visit disneyland and this is all shit bob Iger in some fashion actually or christy mccarthy actually mentioned in 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 their earnings call and i love these earning calls i don't know if you ever listen to these but i love them no i do not love earnings calls or listen i to love them, them. Like i love them i love them i, I fucking them. hate when you have to go to a meeting at work why would i want to fucking go to a meeting for places i don't work at <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I love listening to those calls. And my favorite right. thing is like, boom, it's join the meeting. Boom, it's join the meeting. I love that. Show. Yeah, I would hate to work at Disney and constantly just have people. Hey, bro, bro, can you hook me up? <laughs> no. Can you hook me up this weekend? No. I'll, I'll just let's just close it out here. But I, I'll, let me say one little thing to have a final word <laughs> is that. Nice. Disney is an evil corporation, perhaps. It Not had. The Third Reich successfully conquered Europe. Disney, the corporation and the man, would have been fine. I don't, with it. I don't agree with that. Had Nazi scientists figured out opinion. the uh, atomic weapon before opinion. the U.S. did and maybe leveled Manhattan, forcing the United States to surrender. Guess what company would still be thriving in Nazi America and doing great? Disneyland. Bush Steel, Ford. Ford Motors. I, Ford would have been replaced by Volks, Volkswagen, you know? I don't know if Ford was pro-Nazi. Okay, you don't know your history. Ford, okay, but maybe, maybe I don't. So Ford's doing great, too. But Disney's still making movies. I mean, the only difference is that, you know, 
there probably wouldn't be the character of Falcon, but <laughs> and, and, and uh, uh, Captain America's backstory would be slightly different in terms of who he was punching. But, and the uh, Falcon would have been a villain instead of a, a good character. <laughs> but they'd be making Disney still be a, a fucking profitable company because, you know, I'm saying that uh, they had some affiliation or at least affinity for the forces of evil once. And well, they also didn't. They also didn't. They they made a lot of American propaganda. Sure. After America won. <laughs> no, they did not. They made a ton of Donald Duck shit. Uh, with uh, like uh, that was American propaganda. Hey, war man, propaganda. hedge your bets. You never know what's gonna who's gonna be. They had charged. it going on both sides, just in case. Just in case. Not like Looney Tunes. No, Looney Tunes was all motherfucking American. They pretty much were. That's that is that is true. That is fully true. Yeah. Yes. All right. By the way, I don't agree with anything Felk said. About what do you disagree with? I disagree with the fact that Disney would have become a Nazi propaganda or a Nazi uh, organization. Walt Disney had fucking like pro Nazi shit. Like he was open about it. No, he didn't. No, no, he was not. That's more of a conspiracy theory. I think you're thinking of Henry Ford. He had like anti-Semitic, like you know, content included into like articles and newspapers at the time, and this is back in World War One. And in fact, I think Henry Ford like is some of the influence for Adolf Hitler and Nazism. So before we move on to our final words of wisdom from Felk, I just have one quick question for you, Felk. Though, however, okay, all the bullshit, all the naysaying, all the clearly jelly talk. You know, we we're obviously very jealous. Blah blah blah. This blah blah. That. I'm very jealous. I'll I'm jealous of it. I'm very. I'm incredibly jolly. So, Felk, do you want to go to Galaxy's Edge? Do I want to go to Galaxy's Edge? No, I'm not. <laughs> like, you don't want to go at all. Like, even for free, you wouldn't go. No, even for free. To, like, standing in lines in major crowds where you can smell other people, I hate that. I hate it in an airplane. I hate it in ride for a line. I fucking hate it. Um, I'm excited about it i would go regardless i would go i would i would i will go i will absolutely go at some point um i would love to go for free if you, I, oh my god that would be amazing and i do fear um oh my god i do fear the idea of having to have young children in lines because i just know my kids and they're just going to be sticking their hands in everything and rubbing their faces on everything literally every surface at disneyland everything is in their mouth is, is sticky and, 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 and like every yeah. every railing you're supposed to touch is sticky and i like yeah. that stickiness is coming from somewhere it's coming from bodily fluids it's not in, in drippings and yeah ugh. oh yeah Ballard, when we went to Universal Studios for a cool boy yeah. play date, yeah, oh, we yeah. recorded an episode. I, 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 before we recorded our, our fucking special podcast surprise uh, with Jeff Stryker and, and all the <gasps> cool boys Empire, I had to take a shower because I had touched so many sticky things and it just grossed me the fuck out. It was so gross. It was gross. No, but I agree. I agree. New York City, um, a place you have not been yet, Felk, but I would just tell you that like you live there, you just wear gloves because. You spend 30 minutes traveling from point A to point B. The amount of shit that you don't even touch, that still somehow your hands end up sticky by the time you get to point B is mesmerizing to me. I literally have like try to like minimize my touching to the only necessary moments. And still my hands were just felt sticky because the air was thick. I remember that in Paris. It was like the air was thick. You just you were putting your your hands through like pea molecules and like body odor molecules. And it was just like thick as pea soup, as they say. Yeah, you couldn't pay me to to, to 
I mean, you could, you could pay me, obviously, but you certainly wouldn't get me to ever, ever voluntarily live that way. So I like Los Angeles, you know. I don't I know. Touch things I in lived- my apartment. I cut. I touch my car steering wheel. Yeah. I, I I I touch you know desks at work. I don't have to touch things that get touched by a million people a day, and that just grosses. And that's all theme parks are, man. You're just well. You're, I you're lived in a, San Francisco for a while. I loved it, and I I, I just it's just wash your hands and you're a different bring person. Purell with you. You're a different person. You like it. Totally, and I get that. Oh, my God. And a, and a fucking germaphobe? Holy shit. I could not imagine the world. I'm not One even a germaphobe. I, I, I just... I, I no, have no, a- I'm not talking about you. I'm saying just a germaphobe in general. Like, that just... The idea... Like, one of the things I always, like go back to from my childhood i go back to this because i saw this in my childhood was what about bob and the opening that bill murray just the opening where he has to like you know get himself from like what is it like his his therapist to home is out of control it's scary it's scary he's like freaked out by it and all the stuff he has to do and like man can you imagine you're talking about what about bob Just when Leo Marvin thought he was getting away from it all. As of this afternoon, I'm taking my family on vacation. His old friend Bob Wiley showed up. Dr. Marvin! Oh, my God. I really appreciate this. I don't want any of you letting Bob into this house. He's a sweet guy. Do you want Bob over for dinner? Would you like some more chicken, Bob? Mmm. Will you stop that, please? You're angry. No, I don't get it. Touchstone Pictures presents Bill Murray. Hello, I'm Bob. Would you knock me out, please? And Richard Dreyfus. This man is crazy. Get out! Why'd you need to keep Bob out of the house? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? What about Bob? Rated PG. Love what about Bob and that anxiety inducing opening that you just relate to, you know, the way it's done, it's so well. You're like, you feel for Bob, it's almost like a horror movie how he doesn't want to touch anything. Um, moving on, Phil, I have one last thing I want to talk about. So, I actually have friends who put themselves into financial debt just to go to Disneyland. Uh, these friends of mine they actually go to Disneyland every year, I think maybe more than once a year, but at least at a minimum once a year. And there was a point where they had to take a loan out to go to Disneyland, just to go to Disneyland. And that's fucking crazy. I mean, it's just out of control. This is an amusement park. You know, spend $10, go to a carnival, go to a fair, and it's just mind Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, so, so blue blades are $100. Uh-huh. The cheapest one you could buy is, okay. the, it's called Ray's Lightsaber. Race is the cheapest. That's what, up. and that's one oh, oh, because it's oh, gotcha, right. And you're that's what you were saying a while back. You said a raise, uh, Anakin's saber was officially now called Ray's, even though I have it in a box over there called Anakin Skywalker. But you bought that before the movie came out. I did, I did. It's the FX Force, whatever. Yeah, lightsaber. Um, Kylo's uh, hilt is uh, 149. What, what else do you want to buy at Disneyland? You can't buy. Should we just take a second and go through the entire catalog? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. What's the purple saber? Price, just the purple saber price. No hilt. I just want to know what purple costs. The purple blade costs one seventy nine. That's a lot cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Well, then you have to buy the fucking the, the hilt to go with it. Right. And so the hilt is the real money. I the guess. cheapest. Uh, no, because because one seventy nine is the the blade costs more. 
Uh, Some fucking Star Wars fan is about to fucking freak out on this question I'm about to ask because I'm not smart enough to know this as a Star Wars fan. The most expensive hilt is, is How Kylo How many Ren's. purple sabers are there out there? How many purple sabers are out there? I don't know. I just know maces. That's just it. maces, maces that I know. But they sell the Mace Windu hilt, so obviously they're selling the blade purple to go with it. But like obviously a lot of kids are going, I want purple. Um, I want purple for my Vader so yeah, you hilt. Could, if, you, if, you, if, you did dark, if you did the purple double, that'd be... 180 plus 180 plus uh, 129 plus 129. So it's a lot of money. Uh, well, I'm waiting on my um, my Patreon account to give me my Luke Skywalker Hill uh, Force FX lightsaber. And um, I'm almost there. I'm getting really close. But I just, that's the only one I have left to get. I love Luke's Hill, how it has that little, like, little tiny little bow in the center, that little knot. And it's just like, so it's not this giant beam coming out of a giant thick hill. It actually like, makes it hard to hold though. Like, you, Oh dude, it, it, whatever. It looks like, you don't so know where, you're, like, where your hands go uh, like around that. It always, it's Vader knew exactly where to put his hands. He was rubbing that shit all over. By What's way, the most expensive Vader, hilt? What's the most expensive hilt? I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's, 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 uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it's it's uh, Chan- Chancellor Palpatine's. I'm gonna say Palpatine's isn't Palpatine. available. They don't have it. Oh, what? Yeah, I don't say. I mean, at least it's not on this list that has every Yoda? single thing they sell. Do they have Yodas? Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't look for Yodas actually. And by the way, can they do a tiny green blade then? For yeah, Yoda? they have Yodas. Well, then, but can they do a it's tiny green blade? It's 129. It's 129. With the tiny green blade, or what size? Is the I don't blade? see. That's a weird thing. See, I, all, all the blades are, are separate images, so and I just see green. See, they have red, but they also have cracked red. I'm guessing that's supposed to go with Kylo's. That's Kylo's, and then, yeah. And then they have uh, vent red, which is you have to buy each little fucking side one separately. <laughs> that's such bullshit. They're twenty nine dollars oh each. So is Kylo's the most expensive? Oh no, then it's not. I don't know what it is. Well, Kylo's is the most expensive hilt at one fifty. Who's is it? Who's the most expensive? Ky- Kylo's is the most expensive hilt at one fifty. Oh, it is. Oh, it is the mo- okay. Gotcha, sorry. Didn't hear you. Probably because it has two additional sockets on them. Seems like all the other ones have just the one socket at the end. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Well, okay, well, going back to the, um, the, the, the cast members. I don't know who Asa Ventress is or why they're selling a lightsaber. Like, what, ha- what are you kidding me? She's the Clone Wars girl. She's the, the, the Sith that's not Sith. She's a cool lightsaber. It's hilted. She has also bowed ones like, um, like uh, Dooku does or whatever, it's, it's or one, Palpatine does. It's 130. Yeah, I mean, hers were animated. Hers I've were never heard of that action. character, so. She's all, like, bald and whatnot, and she's a badass. I mean, her fight with Anakin on Yavin 4 is fucking awesome. It is so fucking awesome. It is incredible. I think it's three technical episodes or so, maybe four. I think it's three. And <laughs> it, is, it is great three episodes. Of they also shit. sell it, a lightsaber sheath for $50, they don't that, go in sheaths. That that so you, you can wear your lightsaber because of course these are just fucking tubes with LEDs in them. Uh, they're not uh, they're not actually what kind like of lightsabers. Asshole that can Jedi is walking around with a sheath. You know that's not right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. I don't remember where I was talking about when you cut me off. That's fine. That's fine. We can just move on and not have me make my huge point I wanted to make. Well. <laughs> That was the fucking best Galaxy's Edge discussion we have both ever had, ever. Yes, you're right. Felk, what would you give that discussion? How many boys? I, I First of all, I would say calling it Galaxy's Edge, it was more of a review of an earnings call. <laughs> Thank God. You're right. That's five out of five boys right there. And you know what, boys? 
I remember after work, long, hard day, I used to go to these clubs, watch these men sucking each other, fucking each other. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to hit on me, but I just wanted to watch. I mean, these orgies, they had 20, 25 guys. <laughs> Cocks everywhere. Asses. Muscles. I can't say it's anywhere near as good as Jeff <laughs> It was Muscles. such a turn on just to watch. Yeah. Got my cock big and hard. He's a good actor. I, I Reading that, I was just like, you know, it, he put gravitas into that performance. I want to get Chuck Payton, a.k.a. Jeff Stryker, on our podcast. I'm going to do him. that. We tweeted him. I will, I'm going to wait till episode 200. I don't want to jump on it too quick. Cool boy nation. Open up. And please share your feelings with... We have enough content here. Coldplay Nation, open up. And please share your feelings with us about Disneyland by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes come out every week, but usually on Tuesdays. Be sure to like and subscribe to The Cool Boys and review us on podcast. You can also donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. And finally, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with Batman and Beyond. It's available on Apple's podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube, and has a new episode every week. Smash the like button. Smash that fucking like button. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Finding Nemo. Submarine voyage. Felk, why would Nemo need a submarine? Because they had to just make it based off a Disney property. It was, I think, it's it was just fish. called submarine voyage or yellow submarine voyage. What would right? God need with a starship? Oh, is that is that a Star Trek Five? Yes, it is. Final Frontier. Yes, it is. Isn't that the one where they said you're going to need uh, seatbelts in your theater seats on the poster or something like that? Uh, in the trailer, yeah. No, I think it was the I think it was the teaser poster as well. It had like a giant like theater seat in the movie space. Movie was marketed just very wrong. Um, all right, now you say they were your part. And that's Bizies from Big Thunder Mountain Railroad Valor. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> this episode of the Cool Boys podcast was brought to you by It seems to be something about Battles in galaxies far, far away. Almost as if you could call them Star Wars. Because Except no one's going to a war with no. No one goes to a war with any stars. In fact, stars really are are pretty minimal in, in the entire franchise. No one ever goes to a star. No one ever talks about a star. It's mo it really should be called space wars, or perhaps interplanetary battles. Fucking lie. Fucking thing sucks. Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious.